announcement brought to us by the official Slazoom ghost. <laughs> Which is apparently a thing. Ethan, please. Oh my god. Remember when we had um, that other uh, guest host that we murdered and now that's their ghost? Yeah. We, yeah, we, we, we murdered Paul, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Well, I mean, thank God. He was murdered by the state for um, committing 9 11. That's right, for doing 9 11. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Rip in peace, Paulo. Yeah. 9 11 fame. <laughs> we'll always remember you fondly. We got him. Uh, anyway, this episode of. Uh, we have a new sponsor for uh, Slazoom. Uh, so. Tell me this. Have you ever had problems with your bees? Not being able to walk all the time. They just fly everywhere. It's yeah. annoying. Like they land, but they can't crawl around. Or when they do, they just kind of like flail around because uh, their their legs are completely straight with no appendages whatsoever. Yeah. Well, our podcast sponsor for this week is Literal Bees Knees. Literal Bees Knees are the figurative bees knees. <laughs> hey. Fantastic. Well, that's a great way to come back from a year-long hiatus. Yeah. Or however long we're away. I like how much hiatus sounds like like it has an anus in it, you know? Yeah. It's it's tantalizing, right? It almost has anus in it, but not quite. Yeah. It's like almost the anus. Almost the anus. Yeah. It's like almost hitting that infield um, triple, but, you know, not quite. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that the baseball analogy for I think anal so. sex? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just like uh, a rainy game when the field's all muddy. Um, <laughs> it's a rainy you know, game. hiatus almost sounds like a portmanteau of like hate and anus. Oh, oh yeah. Like I don't know if that's like an anus that is hateful or like hatred towards an anus. For me, it's all. I think that was hatred. that original um, movie by Tarantino, right? The Hateful Anus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Had to change it for the essentials. Yeah, I think that was actually the porn parody. <laughs> <laughs> the Hateful Anus. Oh man! Actually, I think we should do that. We should get into the, like the porno business mm-hmm. and do porn parodies that. I mean, we don't even have to make the movies, really, because that would involve, like, finding other people besides ourselves who are willing to fuck in front of a camera. It could just be, like, us, like one of us beating off. Oh, that could do it. I'll do some solo work. <laughs> okay. So it'll consist of um, us, one of us, reading the script of one of these movies while beating off with, a, like, a pun-based title. And that's all. Friction. I see. They're all going to go with Tarantino here. Glorious buttholes. Reservoir dogs. Nice. Well, we got them all. Yep, yep, that's it. I'm not sure I like. Um, so, uh, listener, as you know, we're not all in the same room. Um, I am on a TV in Caleb's apartment, and that TV is facing a window. Which is reflecting my face. So, it's pretty great watching the TV, watching both of you and me in that room. <laughs> See, it's like we're all here together. Yeah. And you're I'm like a little disembodied uh, spirit. Actually, out. Colin, we have some news to tell you. That's not, the refl- that's not actually your reflection. That's the ghost of the twin brother you never knew you had who you killed. Who's actually the Slazoom ghost! 
Wow. He just keeps copying me. Does, does he know, uh... What an asshole. Does he know the Slimer ghost? Uh, yeah, he tries to avoid him. That's actually, like, ghost assault. Like, spewing your ectoplasm all over people. That's like... Right. Like, he, he, a Slimer's not a ghost to aspire to. He's like the homeless guy beating off on a bus. I get ya. <laughs> but speaking of, like, Tarantino porn parodies, I mean, really, Tarantino films are like Bukaki just replaced semen with blood, right? Yeah, basically. I mean, the way I do my Bukaki. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, sorry guys, I just had to eat that sucker. But what was the face matter? <laughs> so, uh, we have a couple ideas for things, um, for pertinent topics of discussion. Mm-hmm. Timely. Um, topical. Um, apropos. Um, other words that are like that. Uh, uh, apropos is a good word. Uh, uh, they, are, they encapsulate the zeitgeist. There you go. Yep, of our times. Yep, yep. And of course, the top of the list for the zeitgeist of our times is Nazis. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, it's been a big controversial news item here in, uh, City of Lincoln. There's a neo-Nazi amongst us. Ooh. Ooh. Who, uh, who, who is good friends with Colin, actually. Yeah. Colin's <laughs> best friend growing up. used to ride bikes together. Blood brothers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. They used to go and, uh, you know, go on long walks in the woods and, um, reminisce about the various Reichs. <laughs> and Especially that third one. Yeah, mostly that one. It was, it was like the return yeah. of the Reich. Reichs one through two usually didn't get as much, you know, as much. Of. Yeah, this is true. And then, then they bang in the woods, of course. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, it could always end with a good, you know. And and, and the, the greatest part is like when you finish, you signal that you're going to finish with a high. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean that's. I mean, that's, that's what I always do. Yeah, even that's how I do it. Even when, I, you know, when I'm masturbating by myself in the shower. If you saw my vlog, you would know. Colin's childhood friend, the Nazi, to Ethan masturbating in the shower. Yeah. Yep. It all comes all back to that. conversations go. Uh, yeah, good classic Zoom content. But yeah, it's uh, it's been a big deal. Uh, yeah, because uh, so this guy who is I guess a student at UNL. Yeah, he's like a biochem major. Yeah, yeah. Um, was apparently well, I, I mean, I don't think he denies this that he was like at the um, Charlottesville, uh, Charlottesville yeah. uh, march. Yeah, and not on the right side of that march either. Yeah, he on was the right side guy. of that march. <laughs> nice. Keep it going. Maybe I should become a Nazi now just so I can use that slogan. The right side <laughs> is the right side. Yeah, be on you the right You can just use those jokes. Side. You're switching just for the jokes. Yeah, like the yeah. dentist. They'll, like, they'll do those like, episodes of Jerry Springer where they bring all like people from hate groups and ask them why they believe that. Or They'll be like on 60 Minutes. So so what made you become a neo-Nazi? Is it is it hatred towards towards Jewish people? No, I'm, I, I love Jews. I, I, I got some Jewish friends. They're great. Oh. Uh, so you, you, uh, what other minorities do you hate? I don't hate any minorities. I'm fine with them. Uh, so, so why, why did you become a neo-Nazi? Just so I, 
came up with this really cool phrase, but it only really worked if I was a neo-Nazi. So I said, why not? Yeah. The right side is the right side. Yeah. You know, it's like, liberals always like to say that, you know, you need to, like, we're on the right side of history. Yeah. But you can then retort and say, well, we're on the right side of yes. history. But yeah, it, it has been kind of interesting. Cause so, so I'm also a student here, and there was a... Uh, I'm mostly not a neo-Nazi. <laughs> yeah. You said so I'm also, and I'm like, so I'm also a student at UNL. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and, and anyway, so there was an email that got sent out to the whole student body and faculty and stuff, you know, basically saying that, like, yeah, you know, we definitely don't agree with what this person is doing, uh, and if he's, like, actually inciting violence, you know, that's that's going to be a real problem, but at the same time, like, we have to respect his First Amendment rights, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but what was interesting is, in that email, they didn't give the guy's name um, for whatever reason. I guess they just, like, don't want to, like, sort of witch hunt and, like, people, like, start harassing this guy like he harasses them, uh, I guess. But the local newspaper had no such reservations and, you know, blasted his name all over, uh, over their website. Um, yeah, which which is which is kind of funny, but like at the same time, I don't think he's upset about this. Like, I think a lot of oh no, he's, he's a troll, obviously. Yeah, I mean. and some trolls like to live in the shadows, but I think like some people are true believers. Like, I think this guy doesn't just do it to piss people off. I think yeah, he actually yeah. believes this shit. And uh, yeah, I mean they they love the the publicity and like the attention. Well, this is a question for Colin, being his lifelong best friend. Yeah, was he always an so, attention whore? I I'm actually just like waiting on confirmation to see if this is the same person. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but uh, I can just go ahead and speculate, right? Right. Sure. Nothing bad ever happened there. So yeah, it all happened. It all started when we were kids together. Just. Walking along the beach, the beach thinking case. about white people and how great they are, <laughs> how bad everyone else, you know, you know, the usual things you think about when you're a kid. Yeah, yeah. And then he just kind of <laughs> took it and ran with it, you know. And yeah, now he's the leader of a new um, world order fascist group that's going to take over the world pretty soon. Yep. I yep. think. I mean, again, just speculation, but I'm pretty sure he has. At least two billion followers. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we're probably due for a new fascist group to take over the world. That's right. Yeah, it's been a while. I don't even remember the last one. They were like the the the, the Nerys, the the Ninnies, the Nazies, the Nutties. Ah, oh, yeah, that's right. The Nazies. Yeah. Nazies. This is what, where we get the term nasal, like for your nose, because they they were very particular about their noses. That's right. They were very particular about all people's noses. Like they couldn't be too big, you know. <laughs> yeah. Too big or too old. Yeah. 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 That is true. But yeah, it is a slippery slope because it's like once you do start trudging on free speech, it's like, oh, where does it end? But slippery slope arguments are typically a fallacy, but I... I mean, it ends somewhere. It ends somewhere, yeah. But I mean, it always ends somewhere. Uh, yeah, I mean, and also, like, free speech has really never been absolute, right? Like, you right. can't yell fire in a movie theater. You get, uh, oops. Well, Everybody always said that. You, you, sh you should have tried to avoid yelling fire in a movie 
<laughs> unless there's actually a fire that you set. <laughs> then you're sure that there's a fire because you set it, and mm-hmm. so then it's okay to yell fire. Yeah, that's one yeah. exception. Well, next time you yell fire in a movie theater, you can just rectify that by setting a fire. That's so true. That's right. It would be perfectly happy with you. Yeah, that's yeah. But I think I think the catch is that the they're saying like this a guy's like basically making violent threats, which of course falls outside the the realm of free speech. Um, yeah. So that's what they're trying to get him on. And to me, it's like if he wants to go on road trips to Nazi rallies and carry tiki torches and whatever, the university has no bearing on that, but if he's being a shithead on campus, being a shithead during classes, which I've, I've read some accounts of people who you know, supposedly knew him saying that he was, in fact, being a shithead, like, during classes during that, then, I mean, then they can just boot his ass, and I don't know, I feel like it's kind of, the university's probably a victim of the same thing the media is, of trying to Trying to seem impartial by not taking sides, even though one side is clearly fucking wrong. One side is Nazis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When one side is Nazis, it's okay to take sides. The correct side being not the Nazis, which is why I just love Stalin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go Stalin. Yep. Team Stalin. Team Stalin. Slazoom is on Team Stalin. No one thought the Nazis are going to eat it. Not on the fence here. Yeah, <laughs> pro Stalin. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's taken so long for us to uh, to put out this most recent episode is because we were just Stalin because we were just pro Stalin. Nice. Yeah. Well, you know, it took a long time to get our five year plan together. That's right. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, you know we don't work very efficiently. Right. Yeah. I so I I texted a guy. I was like, is that Nazi at UNO, the one that used to work at landscaping? And he, apparently he just has a very forgettable face. Oh. He's like, I actually think it is. It's <laughs> <laughs> still not completely confirmed. But <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure. I mean, pretty sure it's the guy we called Alt-Right Dan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, it quickly went from Alt-Right Dan to Neo-Nazi Dan. Oh. It did not take him long to establish himself as a Nazi. Wow. It's just a complete yeah. fucking tool. How many? How many? One of the guys there almost made him cry once. You almost made him cry. How? I, he was talking about how he was like weightlifting, and then the other guy was talking about um, like it was exercise, and he was talking about playing basketball. And he's like, oh, I don't play basketball. That's so stupid. And the, guy, and the guy just started ripping into him, like, Yeah, I suppose you got to actually be kind of athletic to play. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, and he's like, I'm athletic. I lift weights. Yeah, okay. The forklift's really athletic. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Definitely brought that one on himself. Yeah. Well, I think if someone got him with a good zing, then, then the tables are even now. I mean, mm. yeah. he's paid his price. Yeah, that's true. We're all even. You know, if this isn't the same guy, I've got to ask, how many Nazis named Dan did you and I just hate to be wrong, but... I don't know. Maybe, I, like, maybe I you would have a scholarship that for everybody Nazi there. Is Dan is Nazi. Right? We can say that. That's fair. Technically correct. All Dans are Nazis. Everyone who's named Dan is a Nazi. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a take home message here. I not yeah. I mean, yeah, I know if I, if my name was Dan, I would immediately become a Nazi. Yeah. And if my name wasn't Dan, I would 
soon become a knot. <laughs> but not immediately. Yeah. Yeah, you'd mull it over for 24 hours. Yeah. And, so, uh, listener, did... tune in again in about two months <laughs> and hear Nazi Caleb. <laughs> Nazi Dan. Sorry. Nazi Caleb? <laughs> Do you think there's a, a disgruntled group of people trying to get the letter C out of the English language because you can either use a K or an S and they call themselves the Nazis? <laughs> <laughs> like, totally bummed. They're giving us Nazis a bad name. Yeah. It'd be funny if, like, because what, what was the Nazi party found? I mean, because they rose to power in the 30s, so they probably, like, it's probably like 1928 or something. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if, like, the, uh, the group of people who were campaigning for the remo- removal of the letter C from the English alphabet uh, started their uh, their organization like six months before the German Socialist Party started theirs. <laughs> like, we were you there by six months. Quit uh, ruining our name. Yeah, then they're just like totally stubborn about it, and to this day won't change their name. Yeah. <laughs> they had it first. I mean, I'm taking like, it back. <coughs> It's like um, uh, on Archer, right? The, you know, the, the ISIS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to like. I mean, they might have done something anyway, but they had to like stop talking about ISIS because ISIS is now like a global terrorist organization. <laughs> That's you know killed. You mean the one through Caliphate? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a good one. Also, I think there was a there was like an Egyptian metal band named ISIS. They probably they Egyptian. It. Oh uh, no, I think I think they were actually like American or British or something, but they were Egyptologists. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. That's cultural appropriation for you. <laughs> cultural Though to be fair, the like to be fair, the ancient Egyptians I think got like their culture was completely wiped out by um the Arab invasion of Egypt. So I think that's right. Like that like the Egyptians who built the pyramids, a lot of stuff's lost about them because uh, like Egypt was then colonized by Peoples from the Arab Peninsula, the Arabian Peninsula, uh, which is why they speak Arabic in Egypt and not like ancient Egyptian. Yeah. Yeah. Now the only place that they speak ancient Egyptian is in Cairo, Nebraska. Oh wow! Fun fact. Now watch my information be completely wrong, and you just sound like a. Now I'm trying to trying to remember what exactly um, went about there in Egypt. Remember the uh, the Greeks stopped to buy. They they made an Alexandria there. They yeah, built a there lighthouse. Were, there was a big one I hear. It had a big top on it that would blow up big old big old blast of fire. They could see it from the moon, they say. Are you talking about Alexandria, Egypt or Alexandria in Nebraska? <laughs> <laughs> Both Nebraska's really fucked up. Yeah. They're trying to be anywhere but where they are. Alexandria and like Springfield, the two most common names for cities. Is like every other fucking place that Alexander the Great took a shit, they named Alexandria. Yeah. 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 I wonder. I mean, Genghis Khan's empire was bigger. I wonder if. Uh, I don't really. I don't really know of, like a name of Mongolians naming shit, like naming cities after Genghis Khan. There's no like Chinggis's super fun time land. Well, that's the thing. There, there was nothing in his empire. He had to have it big because there weren't, there weren't a lot of cities to conquer. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. It was just gonna keep going for miles, and miles until you find a lot of people. There were a lot of gerbils. A lot of gerbils. Yeah, like empty forest and uh, steppe and. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he did conquer China. 
Yeah. China. Parts of China. And, and a lot of Not all of it, actually. Yeah. He made it into, like, uh, Eastern Europe, right? Yeah. yeah like, uh, well, actually, I think it might have been his sons. I think Genghis Khan actually... It wasn't as sure. big, and then, like, his sons were, like, success. Yeah, like, the, the Golden Lord or whatever made it further east. Yeah. I think, like, where the Mongolian Empire died was, surprise, surprise, Afghanistan, where empires go to die. Yeah. I think it was, like, because of the humidity that, well, Afghanistan is really mountainous, but, I mean, yeah. Mongolia has some pretty big mountains, too, but I think it was, like, the humidity, made, like, caused their bows to not work right, so they were kind of screwed. Yeah. How much of an empire actually was it, since they were pretty nomadic? Like, how much did they rule after they left places? They were actually pretty efficient about it. They had, like, a... A lot of it was due to their horsemanship. Um, that they, they had a basically, like, like the Pony Express. In, uh, yeah, but like, that didn't work all that well here. <laughs> I mean, it's better than nothing. But they were good at, like, carrying information because they had, like, a system of riders set up so that they could carry messages and stuff. And, yeah. and didn't they, they, were co- they were good at covering big distances pretty quickly because they were nomads. And, and didn't they, they learn a lot of, um, like, administrative stuff from the Chinese, actually? I don't know. I, well, okay, so I, I'm just basing this off of uh, the Netflix series Marco Polo, which apparently is super racist, whatever, I don't know, um, where this was... I think it was about I think it was Kublai Khan. I think it's like mm-hmm. the, the Khan at the time, who um, and so it's like him and then like a bunch of like Chinese people. That motherfucker with the stately pleasure dome. Pleasure dome. How does that not sound like a penis? Yeah, it was it was quite stately. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think like the the Chinese empires, you know, they apparently were good at administration. I don't know. I'm history. So yeah, uh, any, any other uh, any other insights on all right, Dan? Nope. I was just like, he's like, I actually think it is. I was like, fucking knew it. He's he like, goes, we did really call. <laughs> <laughs> he's like one of those one of those situations where like you wouldn't advocate kicking his ass, but when his ass gets kicked, you're not gonna feel bad. Yeah, like you want to call the police if you see him getting beat up. Right, right. <laughs> I mean. He probably doesn't deserve to die, but who am I to make this? He's like a good ass woman. I mean, like, no lasting, you know... Maybe cut off his legs. Then he could be like Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, oh man, that's right. He'd be like a lieutenant in Hitler's army. It's like the thumbs. Yeah. That was great. He cut off his legs, then he could be Lieutenant Dan. I think that's what happens to every Dan who gets his legs cut off. He just gets promoted to the U.S. Army. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought what happened is like you, you like tie him down and you use a, a hacksaw and actually you chop off his left leg and he he wouldn't flinch. He'd be like, he's like, I will not give you. I will not scream. I will show no pain. I will stand up for my cause. And then you like take the hacksaw and you put it over his right leg and he's like, not the right, not the right. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, mm. Yes. Let's move on, shall we? Yeah. Okay. So, um, the next to- topic on the docket. Next. Docket. 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 Um, is, uh, cats going into heat. So, listener, uh, as you're aware, there's a cat in the room 
who uh, loves... Let's all address the cat in the room, you know, that old saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah, and she, uh, uh, you know, likes to explore and run around and uh, be in exactly the place where she's not meant to be. Like cats do, you know. And um, she... I, okay, so and she's probably like nine months old now, and um, I made the mistake of waiting too long to get her fixed, and so she's went into heat actually twice now. And my God, listener, please, if you have a kitten, do not wait for them to go into heat before you get them fixed because multiple reasons. Number one is they are so goddamn annoying, like. <laughs> My cat, Nuru, her idea now, like, she's a very horny cat, and uh, her idea of picking up a hot date is just yelling into the corner <laughs> all night, like, at all hours. And it got to the point where I, so I'm in a studio apartment, so I can't, like, put her anywhere else. A studio else. apartment with, like, only hard surfaces. <laughs> yeah, and so I got to the point where I had to sleep wearing... Uh, earplugs. And butt plugs. And, Floral. well, I mean, that, that is the same. That's, that's always been the case. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, so she does a lot of yelling, um, does a lot of, like, rolling around on the floor, and then presenting herself. Oh, yeah. And it makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there you go. That's actually, that's actually a, a theory on the etymology of maraud, like marauding, going around. Um, it was from, like, horny cats, because that's, like, when they're in heat slash horny tom cats, they go, maraud, maraud. I thought you were going, like, like just a person walking around wanting to fuck someone. Like, who wants maraud? Oh, no! <laughs> who wants more rod? Yeah. More so rod. stepped on something, so... I know I've given you all of you rod already. Once more. You have all of my rod, Arvalong. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. It was okay. pretty annoying when Andromache went in the heat. We also I think she went to like one set before we got her fixed, but god damn, it was annoying. Yeah. And apparently some people advocate fucking your cat with a Q tip. Yes. And then like buy you a month or whatever. Yeah, you you told me about this. I'm that that's that's a couple bridges too far for me. Um, okay, there's there's the rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's she's like I wouldn't complain. Yeah, yeah, you, I think you might. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to see that little like uh, pictograph on the back of the because you know how Q-tips are like. You guys aren't gonna stick these in your ear, right? Like, the only thing people use Q-tips for. And they have, like, the little, like, circle with, like, the the check mark by it of, like, the person cleaning out, like, their outer ear with the Q-tip. And then, like, the little line with the circle through it. People, <laughs> someone's sticking their ear canal, like, everyone does blind through it. Yeah. And, like, it has also, like, the little check mark by someone, like, cleaning a baby's head with it or something. <laughs> like, it's cheeks. Like, yeah! It's like, <laughs> like detailing the baby's head. Like, you know, like, you know. I like to see like the pictograph of someone fucking a cat that you did like check mark, okay, <laughs> this is good. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah. Do not recommend. I do have her scheduled to uh go under the knife in like two weeks. So I am really looking forward to that. 
But I do not anticipate being able to make it all the way through there without her going through another uh, cycle. So that'll that'll be fun for for everyone. Maybe I'll just be gone for a few days and just give a pile of food. She can do a lot of yelling. It'll be good. <laughs> How much does that cost? Uh, it's not bad. So the uh, the place where I'm taking her is like a special. They like run clinics in February, and it's only like ninety bucks. Get your cat sterilized, and we'll sterilize you. Fifty bucks. Win win. <laughs> One less thing. Okay, so oh, frozen. What's that called? My beer has got slushiness in it. The fridge is too cold. Ah, uh, yikes. Or maybe oh. it's just that cold down here. I pull it out of the fridge, and it froze once I brought it out into this <laughs> actual room temperature. That's kind of. That's where I'm in a cold basement. Yeah. Yeah. If you could see my nose, it's red. Wow. You're beautiful. Yeah. I just thought it's because like you were sitting facing north and like the tip of your nose was like like in the Arctic Circle. As you know, it's so long. It's very long nose, yeah. Oh, oh. nice. Oh, that's a sick bird, man. Okay, so so uh, are, are we are we done with uh, with uh, cats fucking cats? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Colin, do you, do you have any fascinating stories about fucking cats? I mean, cats and heat. Fucking cats. I don't think so. I, mean, I always had cats on a farm where when they went into heat, there was always tomcats there to fuck them, so didn't really have any troubles. That's true. And if they're doing a lot of yelling, they're outside. So Caleb, I like that you say, like, yelling instead of meowing loudly. Yeah. Like, I'm imagining yeah, I'm your cat, like, like does... imagine your cat, like, yelling out, like, Fred Flintstone's boss from the Flintstone. <laughs> Flintstone! <laughs> no, shut the hell up! Flintstone! <laughs> what a reference. Jeez. Also, George Jetson. I was, I was thinking about that, that, um, that game glitch. <laughs> with all the guys dying in the back, but I figured cats in the door. Ah! Oh! Ah! Right, yeah, yeah. That is a... I mean, that's basically it. I mean, it's, it's just loud noises. And, man... You know, I think the, like, earplugs that you get have a, like, a, they, like, filter out different frequencies differently, and I think the, the yell of a cat, yell of a horny cat, is most tuned to just break through that, because, man, even wearing earplugs at night, she still would fucking wake me up. It's terrible. I have to, like, have earplugs plus pillows over my head. That that could get me through. You should have put the pillow over her head. That would have been. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try that next time. Okay. So we also have to talk about elephants. Oh yeah. Okay. Have to address the, the elephant in the room. Bitch, do it. Nice. Or maybe I didn't with the lag. Sorry. Yeah, lag's a bitch. Fuck. Um. So there's not a lot to say here. It's just sort of, <laughs> listener, we want to draw your attention to a thing that happens, apparently. So I saw this today on the on the front page of Reddit, and um, there was a video of two elephants um, who were um, getting intimate with each other, but not in the usual way. One elephant used its trunk to snatch some poo out of the other elephant's rectum. Like, I, I think it was, it was like past the rectum deep in the corner. I mean, that was like 
Even for elephants' standards, I mean, that was like six foot deep in the elephant's beak. You're getting deep in there. Yeah. real. And so the trunk comes back out carrying, you know, its, its treasure, you know, some elephant poo, which, you know, is probably a lot less gross than, like, human poo, right? It's probably mostly still, like, grass and leaves and stuff. Yeah. Wars. Yeah. But anyway, it is still shit. And uh, so, that. so that's the first part that's weird. Is like the elephant would just reach into another elephant's butt and grab some poop out of there. That part's weird. And then the second part, I think, actually makes it less weird because it gives it a reason. Yeah, because <laughs> the motive. <laughs> so then the 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 el- the, 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 the shit snatcher the sit the shit snatcher proceeds to then just eat the shit, and uh, you know. To each their own, I guess, you know. I've seen two girls, one cup. It's, <laughs> it's a thing that people do. And people's poop is way worse than elephant poop. So, who am I to judge? I think ele- elephants, they're hindgut fermenters like horses, right? Well, because they're not ungulates. So, I mean, mammals aren't that great at digesting cellulose. And a lot of the actual digestion actually happens in the back parts of the intestine. So, I think, like, horse shit and, like, elephant shit is fairly nutritious as shit goes. I mean, pikas and rabbits and hares, um, they eat their own shit for nutrition, but they eat special turns. Hmm. They come from their cecum. Oh. They're they're called cecotros. They're they're special turns that (laughs) rabbits eat because, like, a lot of digestion happens in the cecum, which, like, is, like a non-vestigial version of the human appendix. Um, like, there are a lot of bacteria and, like, microorganisms that actually digest the things that the that the, pipe, that the rabbit can't digest. Um, but the problem is, like, that's kind of towards the end of the digestive tract, so the part of the digestive tract that absorbs a lot of nutrients, it's already gone past. So to get around that, the rabbit just eats shit. Clever. So maybe there's something like that with elephants. I... I mean, I like. I prefer to think that that one elephant is just a freak. Yeah. Um, you know, who uh, gets off on that sort of stuff. But uh, you know, if not, I can accept that nature can be boring. The uh, the uh, what really gets me is how the elephant that is getting turd burgled <laughs> doesn't even seem to register that there is a you know. 10-inch-wide, 6-foot-long presence moving the wrong way through its digestive tract. Yeah, it's totally cool with it. I mean, so you can't see its face, so it might be kind of... Might have a shock Yeah. It might, you know, have a look of... His monocle dropped out. (laughs) Of course, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, um... Uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't move. It doesn't fight against it. So, I'm guessing this is not the first time this has happened. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, that elephant's trunk, like, it just slid right in there. Like, oh, it yeah. was, there was no resistance. So, I'm thinking, like, that, that other elephant's beef hole was pretty well, uh, you know, worked over. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think herbivores have pretty loose buttholes in general. Just because of the volume of shit that, yeah. <laughs> I think you're just making shit up now. Well, it's like the, the, the herbivores, the delicious models in the animal As game. omnivores, we eat pretty nutrient-dense stuff. We're not just eating fucking grass and stuff like that. It is 
So, I mean, our buttholes can stand to be pretty selective with, you know, not just letting everything all out at once, but I mean, I mean, think of how, think of how loose a cow's butthole is. Because of all I mean, the, the shit that's coming out of there, yeah. And you're getting me all hot and bothered. Uh, well, I mean, the cow's just so much bigger in general, right? I mean, true. if you're talking about size, like that, that mouse's butthole is really tight. I can't even get my fist in there. <laughs> Not with that attitude. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, I think, that. I think as humans, we project our own buttholes onto other animals, but you got to think, <laughs> because we're bipeds, we walk upright, our buttholes have to be tighter from an evolutionary standpoint, because if our buttholes were as loose as other animals, we'd just be shitting all the time, because we're working against gravity. Like, our buttholes have to resist the force of gravity to keep just everything from falling out all the time. Whereas, if you're like a dog, its butthole is considerably looser because, you know, it actually has to squat down to people. Like, it's got a super weird position. What about upright animals that jump? Kangaroos. They gotta have the tightest buttholes in the world. Yeah! yeah they probably do. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, or fleas. Think I'll tie their buttholes. <laughs> Never hit your fist in a fleas asshole. <laughs> I take that as a challenge. <laughs> Tune in next week to uh, hear the sounds of Ethan trying to fist a flea. <laughs> Fistopheles sounds like a like a Greek person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure does, man. Like a Greek hero. Yeah, yeah, like Leonidas' best friend was Fistopheles. <sighs> yeah, he's like his best wingman. Yeah, yep. Yeah. He literally had a bronze fist. Yeah, like, and it's been inside of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He went Greek with that thing. He, yeah, full Greek. You know, they say never go full Greek, because you'll get all Greece. So. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's that's elephants sticking their noses up each other's buttholes. That's that's really the weird thing about thinking like the trunk is is its nose. Yeah, like, I mean they yep. they must have like a, I mean maybe most elephants would have an aversion to doing right, well, especially because like their nostrils are like on the front facing part of their nose. Like if I when I think about like me uh, like ramming my nose, my human nose up another human asshole. At least, like, the, the tip, like, the part that would go in, you know, at the, the front of the sphere is not on the same plane as, like, the holes where things would go up. But, like, with an elephant, you know, it's, like, right on the tip of the trunk facing forward where you just, your nostrils just get packed with shit. That's true. It can curl it as it's, as it's in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what happened. And people definitely put their noses in other people's assholes, just so we're clear here. <laughs> well, I'm from sure somebody who knows. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? All that just happens by accident, you know? You just turn around in the elevator, whoops, sorry, man! Yeah. Rip in peace that person's asshole. <laughs> yeah, rip it did. It was rip rip asshole. <laughs> it's like, it's like, hey, baby, have, uh... <laughs> Have you been doing a lot of squats? Because your ass is ripped. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. (laughs) It's the pinnacle of the pod.
da, 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 da. Hey guys, you wanna you wanna read a story? I'll read a story. Also, I have to pee. Perfect. So this would be a pretty good time to yeah, take put a little break. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you'll leave it recording the whole time. You'll just hopefully cut out some stuff. But probably not. Does anyone else notice that, like, when you listen to podcasts, like everything you hear is like, oh, we'll cut this out and post. And it's like they obviously didn't. Yeah, yeah. Because that's <laughs> the best stuff. Often. Yeah. What? I think that's a great opportunity though to say, oh, we'll cut it out and post. It's a great way for you to say, like, basically say, we didn't want to put this on here. <laughs> like, we just forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, I'm going to go have a wee. Dear listener, please settle in and enjoy the next chapter in the story of Samuel. Ugh. And these people call themselves scholars, Samuel complained as the doors to the Zantican Wizened Institute shut behind him. Their knowledge is of such vastness that only they are trusted to set the blasted calendar. How is it that they can't help us look up one bloody name? And what's more... Now, Sammy, you gotta calm down. I'm sure I said, what's more, they have the nerve to throw us out like so much of yesterday's hog slop without even offering us archive access to the damn, bloody damn research ourselves. It's unconscionable. It's, it's outrageous. It's, it's... Stopping halfway down the Institute steps to collect himself, Samuel turns around and pokes Will in the chest. We are going to get access to those archives, whether these wizened clowns in there uh, want us to or not. Sure we will, Sammy. But don't you think there may be a few other places we could look for answers before trying to pull off a job like that? Will, we spent two months on this. Two damn months just to work out one part of the riddle to the imposter's location. If we want to find it before we're too old and decrepit to collect it, we need to start making some progress. Besides, this was an easy job. These academics have no interest in managing security themselves. That's why they contracted out. And guess who's held that contract for the last 15 years? That's right. None other than our beloved Three Persons Association Guild. So we just need to get ourselves posted on guard duty and bingo! All we can read access. Not a bad plan. I actually know some of the blokes on the night guard rotation. I think we can convince one of them to have a few extra rounds guarding some moldy old books. Perfect. Then I'm off to pilfer a guard uniform and extra parchment from the guild storeroom, if you don't mind. I imagine I'll have an abundance of notes and precious little time for precise penmanship. Yeah, take whatever you need. But just remember that half comes out of your cut if we find the damn thing. Already a dozen paces away, Samuel replies over his shoulder, You mean when? It was three hours past sunset, and although part of Samuel admired the studiousness of the last few robe-attired youth working by candlelight, he was becoming increasingly annoyed with the amount of his own research time that was being robbed of him by their presence. After all, it wouldn't do for a guard to be found working fastidiously over a pile of aged parchments and musty tomes. Lacking that, he may do with patrolling the rows of bookshelves 
in making mental notes of shelves and sections to return to later. Rounding the end of a row, row of shelves, Samuel took a moment to admire the library itself. It was a single, vast rectangular chamber with walls imported, with walls of imported Thracian marble, red with streaks, with streaks of blue and purple. Looking down, one would notice geometric tilework of black and red running amidst the stacks of books around the room's edges. Centrally, a large mosaic depicting Heldon, the founder of Xantico, wrestling a giant asps with large curved mahogany desks imported, incorporated as plates of his legendary bronze armor. Pillars of white marble supported three sets of balconies above, each floor holding increasingly rare volumes. At last, the final student gathers, gathered his notes and prepared to leave, Samuel as instructed by the usual guard, who by this time is more than likely sloppy drunk and losing his shirt at dice, follows him out and locks the door behind him. After exchanging pleasantries, the student walks up into the night. Samuel waits for him to disappear out of sight before turning around and quickly letting himself back in. The library is unlit. The windows on the upper floors let in just enough light to avoid hitting one's shins on the benches littering the ground floor. However, Samuel had come prepared and quickly retrieved and lit a small lantern he had tucked away earlier in his shift. Thus equipped, he made his way directly to the top floor where the oldest and rarest books were kept. Many of the shelves on this level had iron bars restricting access to the books themselves, but Samuel, as the trusted attendant of these treasured tomes for the night, possessed the keys to open all of them. Heading for a section he had marked earlier, he grabs a musty tome titled The Rise and Reign of the House of Shneen. He quickly opens the book and flips through the pages, scanning for relevant sections until he comes to the last chapter and he nearly drops the book from excitement. The title reads, Of the Witch Morrigan and the Breaking of the House of Schnee. To be continued. Dun, dun, dun. Fuck Schnee. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I'm glad you held that off till the end. <laughs> well, we didn't do so bad. We each messed up a little. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not too bad. Well done, everyone. The the imposers, hasn't that been a thing before where we've also said imposters? (laughs) Probably. Can't you just change it at this point to imposters? (laughs) John Sneeze, imposter. (laughs) I just met her. (laughs) But there we go. Guys, I think that makes another, uh, another podcast. Yeah. In oh, the can. We need to sign the fuck out, don't we? <laughs> In the can. It's, yeah. It's just the way I like podcasts. Dear listener, this has been another podcast from the Slazoom crew. The OG crew of Colin. Uh, Ethan? Oh. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I was about to say something. Uh, <clears throat> zip it up and zip it out. Yeah. Ethan? Uh... You can do things the quick way, or you can do them the right way. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and, Caleb, thanks for listening to another episode. We will catch you next time. Oh, by the way, Sarah's at a concert. That's what she's not here. Oh, yeah. We probably should have let it back. Yeah, yeah, whatever, it's fine. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>
and cut. citizens of San Francisco tuning in in the morning. This is B-Hole here with my good friend Axe Mood coming to bring you a whole new Wednesday. 